Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah. I was on vacation for two weeks. I came back for Masses in between the weeks, but then I was gone this past weekend, so it's good to be back, and uh, yeah, it's always always nice to return so yeah yeah um it's funny i I told you this earlier earlier in the week but it was like one of those things where it's like oh i forgot that more than just like me steph and john work here yeah (laughs) (laughs) because i mean the sisters were gone a lot and like karen's been gone a lot for camp and um yeah it's just one of those things where it's like man it's uh there's nobody around (laughs) deadsville here (laughs) but um but yeah it's nice to have people back uh and uh yeah, yeah. Last week I was gone for half the week for my sister's wedding. Yeah. So how was that? It was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was nice to see. Um, Is that first sibling? Yeah, yeah. So it's my uh, my only sibling. Yeah. So she was. So she was. Uh, yeah, she was the. Yeah. So were your parents first one to get married? Like going crazy, like oh, this is the first wedding in our family, uh, or were not, they pretty chill about it? Not really. Um, I was. Oh, I was. I was kind of like they did a really good job keeping it like keeping everything together so i mean once like the ceremony started my mom was just bawling but Uh i mean that sure that's to be expected not not surprising so Uh um, but both the moms are just crying the entire ceremony so Uh um but yeah it was good it was back in brainerd and father tony did it nice did a really good job and uh, yeah yeah it was was fun there's like almost 200 people there cool so which is saint francis pretty good size yep yep saint francis and then the reception was at Craigans. Craigans, ah, yes. Yeah, which, which is which is funny because like that's I had like Christmas dances in high school <laughs> at Craigans, so sure. I was just like, sure. oh yeah, which it wasn't in that same room, which sure. would have been weird. But sure. um, yeah. for those who don't know, that's that's a resort, like a golf resort, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the many different like golf like, resorts on like three on, or four really big ones on Gull Lake yeah. in Brainerd, which yeah. is really like the big kind of fancy yeah vacation lake. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. So that was good, and, and you were. I was with my family. With your family. Um, yeah, did did some days with them on, just were on the lake, uh, and then um, did some camping up the North Shore too. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> is it like one of those things when you get back, you need a vacation from your vacation? Or um, do, you, do you feel like? No, I feel rejuvenated. I re- feel restored. Um, yeah, I never have any problems sleeping or whatever. It's just a matter of like emotionally. And spiritually, just getting like I actually probably feel more rested when I'm here because there's that rhythm of like prayer and sleep, and it's just more regular. When you're yeah. on vacation, it's like all over the place. Like my family will stay up late. I I kind of resisted this year because I I stayed in a tent outside, so I was away removed from everything. So at ten o'clock, I would just like I'm going to bed. So we'll see you all in the morning. Yeah, because they will stay up late playing games and stuff, and I would love that. I would I would happily do it, but then next morning I'm like can't function so yeah 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 it's just I mean it's like Thursday today and I'm just feel like I'm <laughs> like back to a some somewhat of a normal sure. like like I don't feel like I'm gonna die so yeah 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 just this week uh so I normally get up and pray a holy hour here at St. Lawrence and there's a couple guys that come in and do that as well and it's just I'm like oh it's good to be back here just have that time of prayer in the morning like it's been, when you're not at a church, it's just a different experience. Prayer is just 
more difficult. So I can I can relate to all you lay people who maybe don't have the opportunity or it's a little more challenging to get to a church for prayer every day. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, um, what else we got going? We got Camp Survive was last week. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and last uh, week and and this, and this week. week. Yeah, it's a two week Camp Survive this year. So there. Um, we, I think we had more people at the first week, but we do have some that going on this week as well. So, and Karen's been kind of going back and forth. I think she's there today. Um, so that'll finish on Friday. Sounds like it was going well. I was there on Tuesday mm-hmm. for the confession night. Um, so it was a lot of, a lot of okay. good things. Um, oh, we have the Assumption this weekend instead of the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So the Assumption is a holy day, but this year it fell on Sunday, so... Um, it takes the place of the weekend mass, so that'll be different. And we also bid farewell to Sister Mary Joseph on Sunday, so we're having a little shindig, kind of uh, see you later, thanks, sort of thing, after the 4 o'clock mass here at St. Lawrence and after the 9 o'clock Sunday mass at Holy Family. So, And then she'll leave right after that mass, or right after that party, basically, mm-hmm. to head down. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully we'll still see her around. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know uh, how often she'll get to come up this way. She'll be like the mother hen with those new apostolates mm-hmm. or postulate, postulants. Um, so that's the girls that are just starting formation formally in the handmaids. So I think there's six coming in this year. So, but yeah, they have got a got a got got a work cut out for her. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna miss her, but she's gonna. I mean, she's going to do a great job yeah, in, that, yeah. in that role. So yeah, yeah. It's she's seen a lot of change here in the last three years with Father Ryan being here, and then me coming in, and just kind of lots of things going on. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been good to have her here throughout that process, and um, yeah, it's interesting how the Lord works through us as individuals. So yeah, great. Um, well, could you uh, open us in a prayer? Sure. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for uh, just these these days, these last weeks of summer, that you would um, help us to continue preparing and taking time away for those who are on vacation or doing things before the school year begins. Uh, we ask you to bless our conversation today and to continue to be open to your invitations to respond in grace, uh, to grow closer to you, and to come to serve you more freely, more fully in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Father. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Um, so, yeah, today we're talking about uh, just the kind of the idea of having a Catholic worldview mm. and having an eternal perspective, how those two, like, come together and what that, what that actually, like, looks like. So... It kind of this kind of started as I was um, I was looking at like the feasts for this week, and there's actually like there's a, a lot of feasts this week. I mean, yeah. it started off with well, Tuesday was St. Lawrence. Yeah, you know, w- w- one of our our namesakes. Which I felt really bad we didn't have mass at St. Lawrence that day, but <laughs> that's my. There's always next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> next year we will do something, and it will be it will be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but so we had St. Lawrence, and then um, I think Wednesday was St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And tomorrow, or Saturday, is St. Maximum Colby. Yeah. And then after that is the Assumption. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like that. that's, I mean, p- some pr- pretty big feasts, all, all like all in one week. 
and um, well, St. Maximin Colby is like one of my favorite saints, so sure. that's always like a big thing for me. Um, but even just thinking about St. Lawrence, and I was like just reading up on his backstory, yeah. and just thinking like, okay, here's a guy who lived in like the third century, and how just how many people he has impacted throughout all of history and continues to just through the parishes and you know there's probably hundreds if not thousands of st lawrence parishes all across the world or u.s there's a ton in rome i i want to say there's like four or five that i'm aware of in rome Mm -hmm. because he he was a he was martyred in rome Mm -hmm. correct Mm -hmm. so so yeah just like how someone who's really not super significant even just within the cat like like he's not a a huge saint yeah you know people know who he is and know like kind of grilling and martyrdom and stuff Mm -hmm. but not like not to the degree of maybe and maybe saint maxman colby's like kind of a bigger saint because he's more modern or something but even just saint francis or saint dominic Dominic. yeah just like anything like that like he's not like a huge saint but still how much of like a legacy he has right i think about like all like all the saints and all the maybe people like who have impacted the church and continue to impact people. And it's like, there's probably no other like organization or even, even like ancient like civilization that has had that much of an impact or an continuous impact in in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is fascinating. We we really know very little about him. We, We know about the last three days of his life more intimately than the rest of his life. We know some details, but, um, yeah, from the day that the Pope at the time, Sixtus, was gone off to execution, and then, um, yeah, then the three days where he was gathering the the valuables of, mm-hmm. of the church, you know, the, the poor. Um, so, yeah, it's very interesting how these small acts, or large acts in some sense, have been immortalized in history and have been part of the church since then and have, like you say, impacted so many different things. It's very interesting. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple, like, different, like, articles that I've, like, been reading that have kind of talked about this idea of, like, eternal perspective and with that having, like, a Catholic worldview, like, looking at the church and looking at Mm -hmm. the history of the church. Yeah. And because, like, it's really interesting when you look at just the history of the world from uh, like just like looking at all the ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. and like worldly superpowers and how they all at some point come to an end, Yeah, you know? And I mean, and here like, you know, we're in the U S and we're kind of the current superpower Mm -hmm. civilization. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, I mean, who knows at some point could come to an end, you know? Will come to an end. Will will come to an end, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, the church will live on, mm-hmm. and that's not like an if. It's a like it's a fact, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, that's just it's. I mean, it's kind of weird to look at like everything that way, yeah. um, but also just looking through like everything that the church has gone through from the very beginning to you know, the different, like, persecutions to even, like, almost even worse, the, like, scandals. Yeah. 
Right. You know, this is like the one we're going through right now isn't the only one and probably right. won't be the, the right. like won't be the last one. Right. Isn't the first. So just thinking about like everything that like we have gone through and how, um, yeah. And just like looking at the world from, from that perspective. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, um, I don't know how, how often people use the, the word or the phrase worldview, like a worldview is basically how you view the world, but it's, it impacts so many things of, of our lives, how we decide things, what, what we value, what we, um, what we put our time and energy towards, what we give our finances to, all these things are impacted by a worldview. And so to have a Catholic worldview is very important. Um, and it's an interesting question to ask how many Catholics have a Catholic worldview, you know, or how many people have a Christian worldview. Um, because just because you're a Catholic or just because you're Christian doesn't necessarily mean you you have that worldview. Your worldview is that you look at how how you view things and then how does that play out in your life. So if if you have if you say you're Catholic but it doesn't af- affect how you look at the world, then you don't have a Catholic worldview. So um, yeah, just to ask that question, even like what is a worldview and why is it important to have one? Um, if you don't have one, if you don't have one you basically just kind of are adrift in the sea of existence and you're basically affected by everything around you as a new thing impacting you with like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now, you know? Whereas if you have, for instance, a Catholic worldview or maybe if you had a, you could maybe say a Muslim worldview or a atheist worldview or a Republican Democrat worldview, maybe. I don't know if you could put it mm-hmm. in those terms. Like yeah. there's lots of ways to look at the world, right? But how do I measure things? How do I weigh things? How do I make decisions? Again, what do I value? All of that is impacted by your worldview. So if you don't have one, you sort of have one, but it's just, it's not set or it's not like, it doesn't form you. It's more, it's like it, it's impacted by everything around you, by everybody else's worldview. So mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. So you're kind of like a big piece of dough that just gets formed of whatever is happening around you rather than having a form and saying, I have this form, I'm going to impact the world by this form that I live. So Yeah, yeah, and... I think, like, if you think about it with that, too, and be like, okay, um, if I was atheist and had, you know, the the kind of idea of relativism mm-hmm. is, like, a big thing. I don't, you know, don't even have to be atheist to have a yeah. relativistic mindset. But this idea that everything in the world is relative, mm-hmm. which deeper means, like, nothing really matters. Like, yeah. like, anything is relative to what I want it to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's, like, um, it's true for you. It's not necessarily true for me, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, which which can be true for some things. For some things. You know, if it's like, Subjective oh, things. I, like, the Vikings are the best team. And you're like, no, I think the Packers are the best team. I mean, we're, we're it's... A, we're at an impasse. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not, an, there's not a, a, a truth yeah. there. It's just, it's objective, yeah. right? But is, is this uh, object, is it uh, alive or is it dead? Like, that's an objective, provable fact, mm-hmm. you know. This is a rock. It does not live. You know, this is a tree. Currently, it is alive. Oh, the phone is ringing. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, so that is, a, that is a truth that the phone the, is ringing. That is a truth, objective truth. It's, uh, yeah. We can measure that. Yeah. But, you know, if we're looking at things with, like, a Catholic worldview that, like, renounces relativism to the point of objective truths, so, I mean, I don't know, 
pick one from a hat, but um, but just to be like, no, th- this is what we believe as Catholics, and this is what this is what we believe to be true, and if some the world or somebody else says, well, that like that can be true for you, but not for me, like we like we we don't subscribe to that. Right. 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 Yeah, and that's that's a challenge, right? Because it creates conflict sometimes, or it creates a difference of opinion, uh, not just opinion, but a difference of worldview. And so you kind of have to decide how do I how do I respond to that when somebody has a different worldview view than I do? What's my response? Um, and it kind of depends on some things. Like you might your response might be like, well, they just think differently than I do, and that's okay. Or it might be like, no, I I need to do something about that. Like if you think about um, World War II, the the Nazis, for example, like the worldview that they had and they ascribed to affected everybody and we got in a world war because of it and people thought that that was a good idea. Like, this is something worth fighting for, worth dying for, is to say that this is a wrong way to look at the world. The Nazi way of looking at the world is wrong, so we're going to do something about it. Um, But if somebody's like, I, you know, let's try to think of something that's a little bit more realistic. You know, I subscribe to homosexuality or something like that like that's not something that necessarily we're going to die for in the same sense like I'm not going to go on a crusade to end homosexuality I can speak against it I can try to understand it and say okay I think it's wrong and it's wrong for these reasons but I I don't feel like I have to control those people or or you know tell them that they're all bad or something like that it's just that truth is a, a, di- a different thing. It requires a different response than something like Nazism or something like that. So mm-hmm. our response is measured according to the thing itself, right? So we have to have the correct response. But having different worldviews is going to create conflict. It's going to create a different way we look at things. But how we respond to that is going to be different according to what the situation is. And so it's not always clear. And sometimes we have an unbalanced response or we don't make the right response. Um, and that's part of how our faith guides us is to try to give us the right response in the face of different things. Yeah, yeah, because there cannot you can have a maybe the correct worldview but the wrong response mm-hmm. in that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so so that's all like yeah, and you know that's maybe one example for like a lot of different things. And like another thing that um, like thinking of is just and <laughs> we're kind of talking about this even like before. Uh, we started the podcast, but just looking at like how we look at like our lives here in the world mm-hmm. and like why we're here, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are, that don't believe in an afterlife and like, I'm just here to, I'm going to live this life and I'm going to like try to enjoy it while I can. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the maybe surface level, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's not like we don't like we don't want to not enjoy our lives right but but we see like okay i'm not like i'm not made for this earth i'm here but this isn't what i was created for you know i was created for you know union with god in heaven not separation from him on earth yeah there's a higher purpose at work Mm -hmm. in all of it and we yeah it's that balance between saying yeah, we're we're here, but we're not just here. We're we're moving towards something greater, and um, that's kind of like the ultimate Christian perspective. Is that we're 
we're moving towards something. We're not just here to soak up everything we can, like, like a sponge or something, and just mm-hmm. uh, get as much pleasure or enjoyment or happiness based on the things of this life. But all those things are a means towards eternal life. So it's maybe a subtle, in some circumstances, a subtle mm-hmm. difference of how our response or how it looks on the surface. But um, in extreme situations, it becomes very clear that there's a different thing. I think that's why when we look at something like persecution, when we talk about St. Lawrence and other saints, um, kind of sifts out the different worldviews, right? Because if I'm living for this life, then I don't want to die for something. I, I just want to live for this life. But if I'm living for something outside of this life, there are some things that are worth dying for. And so I give my life for this thing. Um, yeah. And um, so you see the difference, a different response people would make based on their worldview in the same, given the same situation. Like, um, you know, in the face of danger, in the face of uh, a disease, in the face of um, extreme circumstances, people are willing to to sacrifice themselves for the good of others. They're willing to forego th- good things in this life. They're willing to, um, yeah, just make make a statement by their life and their decision in a particular moment that they wouldn't, if if they wanted to stay just rooted in this life, and that's all they were living for. So, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it is interesting how our worldview impacts our eternal perspective a lot. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I was, uh, there was, um, like, a couple years ago, I heard this priest talk about, like, having an eternal perspective, and he said something of just, like, every single person that we, like, meet or come in contact with is destined for eternal life. But, like, from there, it's up to, it's up to, like, them, whether it's, like, Realized a, or not. Yeah. And, yeah. and whether it's, I guess, a, a good eternal <laughs> life or a bad eternal life. Right, right. But then later, like, after that, I was on a plane, or I was in an airport, and it was just one of those moments where it, like, hit me and became very real. Just, like, well, there's, I mean, there's a ton of people here in the airport, and, like, every single one of these people is destined for eternal life. And, like, yeah, that just, like, for that, like, little bit, that, like, weight, just, like, yeah. like I really felt that. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, because, like, I mean, like, I'm not one to judge, like, where all these people's souls are, souls are at. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Don't know. Like, like, who knows where all these people are at? Mm-hmm. And. Are they people of faith? Mm-hmm. If they are, are they, are they growing in their relationship with the Lord? And those are questions we could ponder. We don't know. Um, but it is a fascinating thing to think about. Like Everybody we come into contact with will be eternally alive in some sense, mm-hmm. but some with God and some apart from God. Um, or those are the two options, right? So, yeah. which, which I feel like when we like, think about that more and like, really realize that, that drastically changes the way that we, like, treat those people. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, ho- hopefully. But, but that also, like, I think just like thinking about it now, 
it's like, oh, like it shows me that I don't always have a Catholic worldview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm not always faithful to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sometimes my my impulse is like, I don't like these people, or I I am gonna do everything I can to make this person mad or to fight against them or whatever, instead of recognizing like, okay, here's a person that I should love, and you know, it's yeah, it's it is fascinating. Like, how do we how do we live that out and it's not always easy to to keep that perspective yeah yeah and 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 like how do you think one like nurtures a like an eternal perspective or like you know seeing things with with god's eyes Mm -hmm. because i mean we can hear a lot of stories about um like the saints like a lot of them thought that way or like we're different we're countercultural because they thought like God thought or like, you know, and had that eternal perspective. And like just the story that's like coming to my head right now, I was just thinking about like um, blessed Solanus Casey Hmm. and like um, there's this like story of him at like working at like a food shelf or something. And it was like, like the, the truck that was bringing the food for the day was late and like they weren't sure if it was going to come or not. And he like gathered everybody together. He's like, let's just say in our father and everyone's kind of just like, okay, well like, like we need to go get food or whatever. <laughs> and then like, as they like said, amen, like the truck backed up into like the place. <laughs> and so just like having, which, you know, is a lot of different, maybe like virtues sure. that, but, but just like a lot of the saints had that, like, how do we build that up in ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is having gratitude and noticing gifts that God gives or that are given to us uh, because if we don't have gratitude it's easy to start to think that we deserve things or that we're owed things or um, and then when we have that perspective then we start to get angry with people or circumstances when we don't get those things and we start to say oh this I'm I'm being ripped off here or whatever and really it's like everything's a blessing so if we can have like that perspective like somebody like Solanus Casey where it's like this is a good that's been given to me everything's a good that's been given to me so when when it's not given to me it's not it's not a disappointment or a I I get mad it's just okay this is a different thing that God is allowing me to experience it and so I think having that gratitude primes the pump for us to to be kind and to be uh, compassionate towards others, because when we are aware of our own deficiencies, our own sinfulness, our own um, mortality, all these things, I think it opens the door for us to to look at other people differently, which is important um, in terms of that eternal perspective, because it, it focuses on the greater things rather than just, I want this food, or I want this pleasure, or, I want this power, or, I want this whatever I want, I want, I want. When we have gratitude, it's like, I received, thank you. I've, I've, I've been given, thank you. And so I'm not saying it's the same thing or that you can't be grateful without having a Catholic per- worldview, but um, I think they go often go together. So um, cultivating that spirit of gratitude, I think allows us to have uh, that perspective. Everything is gift and... I'm ultimately moving towards the great giver of it all, God. And so um, 
yeah, it's, I think that's helpful. Um, what else? I think, um, I think reflecting on our mortality, you know, recognizing that I will die someday. Like I will, this life is temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, a key to remember. It, it sounds a little morbid maybe to, to always keep that in the back of your mind, but, um, I could, I could pass away any day, any time, like something, a meteor could come and knock this office out or something. I mean, we, we never know when our time is. And so to have that perspective of like, I am mortal, I'm going to die. My soul is going to live on and be reunited to my body, either my resurrected body or this body, um, at the end of time. And so, um, to have that perspective of, I, I'm on, I'm on my journey towards something and this this experience that I'm going through right now is not everything. So it, it just kind of keeps us cued into the, the future rather than, um, and it can be overdone, right? We can think exclusively and sometimes we miss what's right in front of us. But I think to have that perspective of like, there there is, uh, there is a time limit on my existence here. And so to use it well. Yeah, yeah and that's probably like, I mean, the struggle with a lot of things is balance, mm-hmm. right? But we want to have like, like, because I mean, w- we have to, we have to pay the bills, right? But we don't want to like freak out and worry and like let ourselves like be consumed by yeah. the bills. Yeah. But we also want to, you know, uh, like think about the future and just like not, yeah, not getting like totally grabbed or like. Taken off track. Yeah, taken off track because because of the things that are going on in the world. And I think, I mean, a lot of people have, you know, anxieties about a, a lot of mm-hmm. things going on. And, and even, like, in the church, just yeah. with with all of uh, the scandals and, um, you know, like, things declining and just, I mean, w- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Infighting that we see right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of things going on in the church that I think, you know, be, be, like if when you look at it from not a Catholic worldview, it can be like, oh, well, I don't know. Is, 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 this, is this church going to last? Yeah. You know? Is it going to make there's, it through this? Like the like bishops are fighting and, you know, people are leaving. There's no young people. You know, or, yeah. like, but, but when we look at things with a Catholic worldview, it's like, yeah, you know, like it doesn't, because it, it doesn't mean we, we can't be like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. We we don't, we don't any, have to change anything. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, again there's that balance of like I'm not worried about it. The Lord is going to take care of it. He he said he'd be here. But Lord, what are you calling me to do in the mm-hmm. midst of this to play my part to bring about what you want to bring about? So, can I cooperate with that? Yes. Do I have to control everything? No. Um so mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great uh, thing to just keep in mind is like it's not all up to me, but I have a part to play. Yeah, and letting ourselves be that part, like like you know, like Saint Lawrence. I don't think he, like he, you know, he probably didn't wake up that day and be like, all right, well, I'm gonna get murdered today, and then people are gonna remember me forever. Yeah, yeah. like you know, that wasn't his. That wasn't his goal. His goal, yeah. but just like letting God work through him, and you know, there's plenty of, I mean, the plenty of saints that weren't martyrs, which I mean, we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and our part to play probably isn't martyrdom, but like, okay, but what part do we have to play in the renewal and spread of the Lord's church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, th- we're all 
called to do something. There's, there's no doubt of that. And um, that's something we should be always praying about, always attentive to. Lord, how are you inviting me? How are you calling me? And to not be asking that question in some sense is to really not be on the journey. You know, um, not that we're always re-examining our commitment to the Lord, but we are reaffirming that commitment and that can, what that calls us to do in any minute can change if the Lord makes it clear that he's inviting us to do something different. A perfect example would be Sister Mary Joseph. Like, she was here. At some point in this last year, it became the decision of the order was like, we're going to have her go down there. Or like when I came here and Father Ryan moved. Like, those are very clear instances of God speaking through his church, through through people. Um, you could think of it uh, like a husband and wife. Um, you know, a job is lost, and then they find another job for one of them somewhere else, and so then they, they have to move. Like, that's a clear way that God is working to, to guide them. And uh, so it's not just like we're waiting for the heavens to open and something, something that God's going to speak that way. He might, but probably not. So, uh, but God speaks to us through these ordinary things of this life. And so to, to be able to, to say, Lord, what are you asking me now? How are you asking me to live now? What, what part do I have to play now? That's something we should always be attentive to. And it's going to, most days it's just going to look like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to work. I worked. I came home. I took care of my family or whatever. I, I, I fed myself. I prayed. You know, I got good sleep so that I could do it again tomorrow. You know, so it's going to look pretty ordinary most of the time, but there's going to be, there are going to be shifts over time of what God asks of us according to our state in life, according to uh, where we're at in that state, um, according to circumstances that arise in, in our environment and in our, in our world around us. So, um, but if we're never asking that question, if it's always up to me and only me to decide what I want and what, I, what I'm going to do today and how I'm going to live my life, Sometimes they coincide, right? What my desires are and what I want coincides with what God wants for me. But when they don't, if I'm not paying attention to what God is asking me, then I'm going to miss those cues or miss those opportunities to cooperate. And so we have to have that perspective of, Lord, what are you asking of me? And that's how we basically follow the Lord's path for us. So um, it's important that we do that. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, I think that's a... You know, a good place to end. I don't, do you have any other thoughts or? Um, I, I just encourage everybody to to ask the, themselves the question: What is my worldview? You know, not not just am I Catholic or whatever, but how do I make decisions? What what do I value? What what's important to me? Uh, what do I believe about eternal life? Uh, ask those questions of yourself and see what what your honest answers are. You know. And if you realize I don't have a Catholic perspective, okay, that's fine. But maybe how, how do I develop a Catholic perspective? How do I start to live for Christ, live for uh, his glory, live for eternal life, have that eternal perspective rather than just a worldly perspective? And that can be a hard transition, but we all, we all fail in it in some way. So it's something we all work on. And so I just encourage people to ask themselves, what is my world view and do I have that eternal perspective so great well yeah that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Catholic Duluth Show 
Uh, so thank you all for joining us and we will uh, catch you again next time.